My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And we are doing a very special podcast extra today, just to wrap up the events after WrestleMania, the week that was afterwards. And first, their last say on WrestleMania. So, Dan, what did you think of WrestleMania now we're nearly a week past it? Well, it was certainly an interesting event. There was some uh, very surprise returns, um, you know, and there was the legendary career. Uh, you know, there was a, a new champion that I didn't even predict. Yes, well, two yeah. new heavyweight champions and universal champion. It was an interesting night and, you know, I went against my heart and I should have gone with my heart in this in a couple of instances because yes. I would have creamed this WrestleMania on points. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, match-wise, a few good moments, but it could have been better. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the feeling of it. There was no real standout matches, was there? You know, there was a few moments. For me, I noticed there was no backstage segments. Usually you do get a couple, you know, with celebrities. But then again, there was no time for them. They had to go quickly through the matches. Well, it's because there was such a long entrance ra- entrance yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. way ramp that, you know, it took them long enough to get down there. Yeah, and for future stars as well. I mean, Owens did win the, ti- uh, the US title after being world champion, so that might be a little bit of a step down. Orton, Brock all won their matches as well. So, again, not really built into the future. But it was a good night for S.H.I.E.L.D., as we mentioned. You know, Dean Ambrose winning, Seth Rollins winning, and Reigns as well. So, the S.H.I.E.L.D. looks strong, and it looks like they're going to be the next kind of focal point in the, the main event division, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it seems so, you know. And hopefully the rumours about Dean Ambrose slipping down the roster aren't true, yeah. even though he was on a kickoff match. Ah, yeah. Um, and like we said, a kickoff match wasn't great. But we are going to watch the... We are going to watch the Raw after WrestleMania and the SmackDown after, so hopefully they can improve. So did you have any other thoughts on Mania? Uh, I, I thought the event was good. Like you say, the Hardy's return was probably the best uh, moment for me. Are you sure? What? I'm sure there was a moment on kickoff that would rate just above no, the I'm Hardy's return. I'm not going to talk about it. I'll I, I tell you what, though. The New Day did well as the host, all joking aside. I think New Day did their job. They come out what, three times, I think, but... They, they well, they certainly done their <laughs> job when they announced <laughs> yeah. the Hardys. Yeah, and also, you know, the attendances. I think they did well. Uh, but like I say, we'll see next year who's going to be in the main event of WrestleMania, who the styles are going to be, if they're going to be reliant on the old guys and the going new. So Dan did mention it as we were talking. And Dan, if you had gone for Dean and Randy, you would have won the WrestleMania pay-per-view, of course. Or even funnier, not Miz. If you <laughs> yeah, if I hadn't have gone against that twat, he let me down. So the people I hate let me down. Finish, we didn't really finish off at the WrestleMania podcast about the points. So uh, the pay-per-view, the Mania finished 8-7 to me. I go forward to up and pay for few points. But of course, we've got payback coming up just at the end of this month yes. as well. Which... And I'd like to address the, uh, the point situation because in bingo, as we both know, I was one point away yes. from getting a line in a row on bingo. And well, that would have brought me level with yes. you and it would have at least got me a bonus yes. point, which... Well, I Dan, think you should reconsider. Well, Dan, I should say, 4-3 on bonus points, and the people did complain about it. 
they got me on Twitter. So, Dan, you do get the point as well, and it does go full reach on bonus points. So, at least now... Justice you, you, is so Yeah, served. you can stop your bitch, and then you're moaning. You get a point, so it's four all. If you don't believe me, there's a bit of paper as well. That actually, yeah. So, it's in print as well. Like we talk about, Dan, with the retirement of Undertaker, uh, we're going to talk about the Twitter reaction to it. And uh, I'm going to read a couple, Dan, and then you can read a couple as well. So, Ric Flair said, My man Taker, the biggest star in the history of the WWE... Goes out in style like he always does. You make us look weak in comparison. Dan, who have you got there? Um, I've got one of your good friends, Drew Galloway. Um, and he went on to say, My life is a dream. I grew up on the road in WWE and learned from legends. I got to grow up and learn from the greatest of all. Hashtag thank you, Taker. Yeah, Mick Foley was there as well. He said, thank you, Undertaker. My life has been so much better for having known you. Triple H, she said, hashtag thank you, Taker, for every tour, match, entrance, and moment, for the leadership, mentorship, and most importantly, your friendship. Hashtag end of an era. Yeah, and a lot of other people tweeted as well, you know, people like The Miz and uh, Renee Young. This is the important thing. We talk about Triple H tweeting that, which seems like it's coming to an end. And then we had the announcement, well, uh, then Vincent Mann was on Twitter, and he put thank you, Undertaker, as well with the picture there. So that basically is confirming the Undertaker's retirement. It's a sad time in wrestling, but now WWE needs to move forward with, you know, like we say, the future stars and everything like this. Quickly, we're going to talk about the WWE numbers that we got as well, because WrestleMania has broken more records than ever before, Dan, hasn't it? Uh, it has indeed, yes. Uh, in addition to setting a new Orlando Citrus Bowl attendance record of 75,000 actual fans or is that including people in the back no they said that was officially that's the record that they got because they did actually quite well in ticket sales surprisingly oh, right. so uh yeah which led to the highest grossing event in the stadium's history at 14.5 million dollars yeah so wwe certainly made a killing off of just tickets alone yeah and we talk about attendances as well as part of <laughs> as part of the week-long wrestlemania celebration they held uh, an unprecedented five consecutive nights of sellouts at the Citrus Bowl and the Amway Centre, with 165,000 people in attendance for the WrestleMania Access Hall of Fame, NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania Raw and SmackDown, and all the events that we are covering right now on the WNR podcast as well, Dan. Uh, Yeah, and as far as digital and social media are concerned, WrestleMania 33 was the most social event in WWE history, according to Nielsen Social, with uh, 5.19 million interactions on Facebook and Twitter during the broadcast alone. There was also 2.8 million tweets about WrestleMania throughout the day. So that means WrestleMania 33 accounted for nearly 30% of all social TV interactions on Sunday the 2nd of April. And that's surpassing the Country Music Awards at 13%. Yeah, and of course, The Walking Dead as well, where Rick died. Um, I'm only joking, everybody. Honestly, that's not a spoiler. He didn't. He didn't. It it was a shit finish. But we're not here to talk about The Walking Dead. We're going to talk about WWE Network. Uh, WrestleMania reached the record 5 million global households on the WWE Network alone. And that's without the pay-per-view coming as well. And subscribers viewed 22.5 million hours during WrestleMania week or 13 hours per subscriber during the week. And I think we've done 13 hours in just a Saturday and Sunday, didn't we? Yeah, so, we've well done our uh, percentage, yeah. Yeah, and it's an increase of 4% last year and finally merchandise sales. Uh, yeah, WWE generated 3.7 million in WrestleMania merchandise revenue, an increase of 164%. Or, you know, in gets 2.3 million. 
yeah. uh, from WrestleMania 24 in Orlando. So, you know, it's... Well, it's only behind last year's WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. And like I said, with Dallas, there's 100,000 people in there as well. And how big they promoted that. So we move on to other news now. And quickly, hirings and firings, Dan. WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross is officially back with WWE after returning to the announce table on Sunday night at WrestleMania 33 to call the main event between Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Ross spoke to Fox Sport and confirmed, I've signed a two-year contract with WWE that has a, sp- a specific number of dates that I'm obliged to work. It's good for me. Yeah, and he noted that his WWE role will include other duties beyond just announcing and believes he can contribute to WWE many ways. Ross formerly worked as an administrator, syndicator, marketing representative, VP of broadcasting, and of course, head of talent relations. Yeah, he noted several times that the WWE is his home, and he looks forward to more fun part assignments in the future. If the team needs me to play to work more than they anticipated because they need it, I'm in. So it's good news then. Are you happy JR's re-signed with the WWE? Yeah, you know, he's, he's one of the best voices that, has ever called a match in the WWE, so to bring him back, you know, I think it's good. So that was a hiring, and we had a firing, a bit of a shot one. Simon Gotch of the Vaudevillians was released uh, this week, Dan. Bit of a surprise, really? Uh, yeah, you know, I quite like Gotch and English, and, you know, I thought they worked really well together. Yeah, and a key tag team champ as well, and you like to say, we were big fans, came up to the main roster, really didn't make an impact. Uh, Gotch famously got in a fight with Sin Cara backstage last year, yeah. which we reported on. Uh, it's been interesting to see what they do moving forward, you know? Yeah, well, will English go back to his singing and team up with GPD? Well, yeah, exactly. That would be a great tag team, yeah. Uh, so, it's a shame. Uh, we got some news as well that there was meant to be another match for WrestleMania, a six-man cruiserweight uh, match that was turned down by McMahon. They were actually uh, told they were on the card, and then McMahon actually scrapped it. I, I said to you there might be a multi-man cruiserweight title, but obviously he didn't have uh, room for it. Yeah. Right, a couple of bits of news before we get on to Monday Night Raw. Now, this, this is broken the past couple of days. DDP went off on one at an ESPN radio host, Dan Libertad, when Dan kept bringing up an incident between Paige and Steiner from several years back. Prior to him asking about the beef with Steiner, Dan tried to dig into Paige's issues with Ric Flair. Once the host took aim at the Steiner incident, DDP had had about enough. Yeah, and DDP said, Hey, monkey, monkey, you're monkey. Who the hell do you think you are? Who do you think you're talking to? Monkey, who the hell do you think you're talking to? I'm positively Paige. You think I'm going to flame your garbage? Arsehole, fuck you. Right? <laughs> so then the host laughed hysterically at the first part, seemingly to think it was all a joke. Paige dropped another F-bomb and then quickly cut the segment. So, <laughs> Hall of Fame Paige there, uh, a little bit of trouble. But he was not the only former WWE superstar to go on a little bit of a rant recently. Alberto Del Rio. Now, this is the... Uh, this is the kind of story that just keeps on giving of course we had the page uh videos a couple of weeks ago uh, but alberto del rio has posted his own video on social media not what you may think so the he is a part of the impact wrestling style he posted a long social media uh, some of the highlights was alberto uh, alberto admits yes i'm a little bit drunk you know that when, when the stuff when, uh, sorry he said yes i'm a little bit drunk you know that's when the good stuff comes uh, claims he and Paige get married in June. Thanks for the supporters, and he says he doesn't give a fuck if people support him or not. He claims that Paige isn't coming back to wrestling until he says she can, then randomly saying she's not coming back because she's pregnant. They both seem to be a joke. Mentions that they're close to WW headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, where all the pussies live, <laughs> and that you could go 
to someone's door and say, hey, big nose with a small dick. <laughs> so I wonder who he's talking about there, Dan. Who? Paige trying to shut him down and Del Rio went on. I mean, the video is about fucking 14 minutes long. And Del Rio is sloshed in the video as well. Uh, you talk about people burning bridges, as it was, and Del Rio seems to be doing that, picking a fight with Triple H. But then again, it is wrestling, so anything could happen, Dan. Quickly as well, Forbes have announced the WWE top earners of 2016 as well. So who do you think would be number Who do you think earned the most money down in WWE? We're going to go through the list. John Cena? No, it was, in fact, Brock Lesnar. He was number one with 12 million. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, we'll go... <laughs> John Cena uh, came second with eight. Not far. No, Triple H was third with 3.8 million. Fourth and fifth places were occupied by Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Roman earned 3.5. Ambrose earned 2.7. Not fucking bad. Oh, and rounding up the top 10, who do you think the five round up top 10 are? Uh, Seth Orton. Yeah, Orton. Uh, round up top 10 are, yeah, AJ Styles with 2.4 million. Oh, yeah. Shane McMahon with 2.2 million. Yeah. The Undertaker with 2 million. Seth Rollins with 2 million and Randy Orton with 1.9 million. But you've got to remember, Randy Orton has been out a little while with injuries. And Undertaker's wrestled twice. That's <laughs> yeah, twice. But you think all about the merchandise that he's still yeah. selling as well. So He's thought... going to keep selling for the next few oh, months. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially with his Hall of Fame thing coming up as Have well. Have you got an Undertaker shirt? Not yet. Not yet. Anyway, so we start with the... We move on from news and we start with the night after Mania and the Monday Night Raw. And Dan, how did the show start? Um, the show started as WrestleMania ended with huge chance of The Undertaker and then Reigns comes out. <laughs> we, we've made a couple... <laughs> we made a list of we, everything yeah, the we, fans chanted. <laughs> we we uh, listed a few... Um, a few of the chants that we managed to yeah, decipher. Yeah. And it was... Fuck you, Roman. Yes. Delete chance, obviously, as a shout out to the new Raw champions. Yes. You suck. Arsehole. <laughs> Roman sucks. And then when he finally got a mic, it was shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. before it even started speaking. Uh, go away. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then every time the mic went to his mouth, the booze just got louder and he had to drop it. And then another chant had start. And yeah, it was quite... Quite a lot of heat. Yeah, it was indeed. Uh, and like you say, he got the microphone and said, this is my yard now. Drops the mic. Walks out of there with a, a standing boovation. But he was on Twitter and he said, loudest seg on the loudest over the past two decades. And I could have stood there for another 15 minutes. Hashtag the guy. So right there with a, a definite statement on um, <laughs> his place in WWE. But we up next, well, we get told that Raw Talk later, that's going to happen exclusively after Raw goes off the air, will feature the Hardy Boys. And we're going to see the Hardys appear on Raw for the first time nearly a decade, yeah. So what do you think of the Hardys' ovation, Dan? Well, you know, they've certainly been missed by the crowd and they're definitely loved a lot by them. And, yeah, you know, all the reason to love them. So they're going to go against Ganderson. Do you think they could lose their tag team titles tonight? I don't think they're going to lose them this quickly, no. <laughs> Gallows in control over Matt Hardy, Dan, eh? Indeed, yes. Oh, as I say that, though, Matt Hardy moves out of the way of that elbow. Can he get the tag to his brother, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff gets a hot tag in. He's on fire, baby. Tries to stop Gallows. Gallows versus the Irish Rip and a big forearm there by Jeff. Like we say, it's great to see this man back on Monday Night Raw. He's going to go for leg chop. Oh, now that, my friend, is going to leave a mark. That is vintage Hardys. Oh. 
Jeff Hardy still wearing the wounds from a senton bomb off the top of a ladder. He is, and he's not stopped tonight, has he? Oh, poetry in motion with the stairs <laughs> instead of his brother Matt. <laughs> if it works, it works. They come crashing against the barricade. The fans seem to like him, but we were mentioning how they can't use the delete gimmicks because Matt Hardy, you know, obviously created that gimmick. Uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling now are saying they own it as well. So even though he is, he does look like, of course, broken Matt Hardy, he can't be that. Would you want to see the delete gimmick coming over to WWE? It certainly would be interesting. You know, it'd be a very different side to Matt Hardy. But, you know, you didn't you didn't get to experience his music as well. I think that would have worked better with that gimmick. Yeah. But then well, again, if he'd have got the persona, he'd have got the music as well. Yeah. But, oh, my God. And Jeff Hardy there, double team. By Ganderson. That was beautiful. Yeah, Jeff on Gallo's shoulder as Anderson kicked him off it. Couldn't keep him down, but we might see new tag team champions here tonight on Raw. We could indeed. And they built the Raw after WrestleMania up so much. Oh, magic killer time? No. Uh, Matt Hardy with the assist there, grabbing Anderson's legs and a twist of fate on Gallo's and a leg drop on Anderson. Oh, now At Jeff. Same time. Now Jeff tags in Matt. Twist of fate. Jeff's up top. Oh, it's Jeff. Oh, Swan. One, two. There and Anderson go. just walked, watches on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Is that it done then? All right. So what's, has Matt had some facial reconstructive surgery done? Because it looks like his teeth are completely different or his top lip shrunk. Because all you can see is his top teeth. <laughs> or is that just the way he just lifts his lip I mean, up? that's the way he lifts it now. I mean, Matt has got a certainly different... I mean, Jeff looks exactly the same. Yeah. Matt looks really different. And he it looks really Which is part of, like we say, the broken Matt Hardy, as we've seen the delete, char- uh, delete charts as well. But well, yeah, Hardy's the- not doing the delete motion, and they're just doing the... Yeah, normal Hardy Boys stuff. And hopefully we get to see them. Of course, we go to Monday Night Raw, May 8th, and if Hardy Boys are there, it'll be a great occasion. Very, but- yeah. Special moment. It will be indeed. Uh, but up next, we see Vincent Mann coming out, Dan. Start he with... announces that WWE will shake things up. <laughs> yeah, uh, the chairman and CEO of WWE surprised everyone Monday night when he came out of the ring and thanked the WWE Universe for making WrestleMania 33 the ultimate thrill ride. Prize turned to shock, however, when Mr. McMahon announced that the WWE roster will undergo a seismic shift on next week's edition of Raw and SmackDown Live. What we have as well is the man came out and the, ho- uh, the fans started chanting Hogan sucks, <laughs> which I don't know why. <laughs> what are they doing with that old man for? No, but then not only with that big announcement, but then Mr. McMahon says after the seismic shake-up. He mentions that Stephanie at WrestleMania, of course, went through that table in the Triple H Seth Rollins match. She's not around, the commissioner. Of course, the general manager Mick Foley was fired. So they need to, Mr. McMahon is going to announce the new general manager of Raw. So they're going to name a new general manager, Dan. Who do you think it's going to be? Kurt Angle, perhaps? He was just inducted into the Hall of Fame, Dan. Ah, one of the Rock and Roll Express. Teddy Long! (laughs) It's Teddy Long! Holla, holla, holla! (laughs) Tag team matches galore. Yes. It's only good for the Hardys. Of course, it makes sense. Former general manager is Teddy Long. Oh, it's not T Long. Well, if it's not Teddy Long, then who the fuck is it? <laughs> now, listen to that for a reaction. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, it's certainly a treat for the fans in attendance at Raw the night after Mania. Oh, no. Suck, Kurt Angle. You suck. I just think. If someone had called this four months ago, Dan, that would have been unbelievable, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, Kurt Angle has finally come home and he has become 
the new general. Do you think that's a good thing? It's true. It's true that it's a good thing. I mean, and the thing is as well, now we've got a dream match happening if they were allowed to wrestle. Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle. I mean, it's... Fucking hell. <laughs> and now the general managers are Raw and SmackDown. So Angle happy to be on Monday Night Raw and we're all happy for you. Up next, we see the hosts of WrestleMania. The New Day are out here. They're a bit heelish, aren't they? So the New Day have come out here dressed as gay road warriors. Kofi saying they didn't have a match at WrestleMania. They want one here tonight. Well, they was fucking hosting it. What more do they want? And Wood saying open challenge. But who's going to accept the challenge? There's a few tag teams to choose from in the Raw division. Or maybe American Alpha can finally get a match on TV. You know? <laughs> well, no, they're SmackDown. Yeah, but I'm saying maybe they have to come out to Raw to <laughs> do it. Oh. Yeah. I recognise that music. <laughs> yeah. That is the revival. It's the top guys. They're here. And we've been waiting for them to debut on the main roster. Now they have. Dash and Dawson are on Raw. They are. The two-time NXT champions are out here to go against the longest reigning W Tag Team champions in history. Oh, And a former NXT champion. Yes, Biggie. Who can forget about that? Especially with the new content on the WWE Network as well. And now Dawson Wilder pushing over the New Day stand. And I think Revival can't stand the New Day. <laughs> So and they've proved they're not going to be a pushover. Yay! Hey. But we're here, and we've already seen Kurt Angle announced as general manager of Raw. We've seen the Roman Reigns segment to begin with, the Hardy Boys. What's happening next week now, the revival? It's been a great way to start the Raw after Mania. Well, you know, it's certainly an increase in tag team division, you know, with the returning Hardys and Dash and Dawson now. Um, you know, you've said that the tag team, does, tag team division does need a big shake-up, and... You can't get any bigger shook up than the Hardys are number one tag team of all time and the Revival team on NXT for so many years. You know, they've had delivered great matches and it's fantastic. It's funny seeing them given a chance. I just hope they get given a chance after we heard about the Vaudevillians as well. Do you know what I mean? It's poison chalice maybe at times, but hopefully Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson can actually rise to the occasion as they start off with uh, Xavier Woods. Woods and Big E there going against the Revival, by the way. Oh, and look at this. We're going to see a highlight reel of what can do. And all re- oh, I mean, Dan, for anybody that's not seen a revival, what can they do? Uh, they can do just about anything they want to do. You know, two-time NXT champions. Brilliant tag team. Work really well together. But what, what do they do in the ring? I mean, if you're watching a revival, how, how do they... They're a classic tag team. You know, they work brilliantly together. You know, they know exactly where the other one's going to be. They cut the ring off. They do their thing. Wear a man down. And they don't take any prisoners, you know, from the DIY to any other tag team in the tag team division. Well, exactly. You look at all the tag teams in American Alpha, you know, Revival had a great feud with them as well. You know, people that have other teams forgotten about, like the uh, Lucha Dragons. I was thinking about them the other day. Uh, St. Carver and Kalisa. I thought, whatever happened to them? They were quite good, weren't they? Uh, so, <laughs> but we see the Revival here, and this is a different class, like we say. We've been waiting for the Revival to come up to the main roster, and now the mix to see Revival versus the Hardy Boys. Uh, match and feud I think that would be great Uh, but we're going to see what happens here as already as you mentioned with the revival just completely isolating Woods and not letting him get tagged to Big E but can Woods do anything about that don't forget they're a very clever tag team as well you know they take the first opportunity to dive out of the ring out of harm's way you know they wouldn't take a chance they just you know do 
do how they do. Yeah. Team as well. Like we say, you know, these two function as a team. Yeah, there is not one stronger than the other one that you would say they work so well together. They put each other in harm's way to save the other one, like we talk about. You know, but now Woods, though, coming off the top with a drop kick. And can Dash get the tag in for Dawson? And can Woods get the hot tag to Big E? Well, Dawson's in and immediately, look, he puts himself between Big E and Woods. Oh. But Woods going through his legs, tagging in Big E, and he comes in with a belly-to-belly release. Oh, my God, mate, that too. And Big E's come in. He wants to make a statement against the Revival as well. He's not going to let him come to the main roster, just beat one of the most successful tag teams. Indeed, you know, longest reigning tag teams. Yeah, and Big E's looking bigger and bigger as now. <laughs> He's doing a little dance, make a little laugh, probably going to get down tonight. Oh, clotheslines dash over the top. He throws Dawson to the apron. Oh, Woods with a blind tag. Big E goes through the middle ropes. I think that was Dash saving Dawson there as well. Here comes Woods, sending Dash to the outside. Oh, but Dash holding on. Scott Dawson there running from behind but gets caught. And now it's just Woods. He managed to fend off both the revival. Yeah, but why would you tag yourself back in as well after all the punishment you took? Runs into a big forearm there by Dawson. Oh, oh but replies with a, like a discus elbow, but Big E's not in the corner to tag. No, and of course Dash Wilder is. Woods, though, puts a big boot up to Dawson. Oh, he's going to roll clothesline. Oh. And a shatter machine. Two, three. Oh. Gets a First job victory in Raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I say, shatter machine for the victory and the revival. We're a huge statement here beating the New Day. And the New Day, with their issue in a open challenge, you know, they've bitten off a bit more than they can chew. Yeah, now they've got Kofi. Fucking hell. And they're working on Kofi Kingston, the revival. Like we say, making a statement, but I think they want to make an even bigger one now. And Dawson's got Kofi's leg. Oh! oh. That's going to put him on the sidelines for a little while. Oh, yeah. Dash comes crashing down on that shin. What is it? Ankle as well. Instep. I mean, that leg, it could be serious damage for Kofi Kingston. And Revival putting out the New Day. I mean, the fans were happy to see the Revival now. They're not really happy with their actions. Well, they're a heel tag team and they're taking out one of their biggest rivals. Yeah, but fair play to Revival. It is great to see them. And I guess the New Day Revival feud is just getting started here on Monday Night Raw. Most certainly, yes. Backstage, it's Kurt Angle. He's finally back home looking at his gold medals, unpacking his box of goods. Can I help you guys? My name is Enzo. Omori, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. Not in any college I've ever heard of. And this right here, this is Big Gas, and he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. You sure can't. Bada boom, realest guys in the room, how you doing? For me, I'm great. I was just inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this past weekend, and now I'm the new general manager of Monday Night Raw. It's been a great week. How you guys doing? I, I gotta keep it 100 with you like a high fever. We're not doing too good. Oh, we're not doing good at all. And listen, I hate to be Captain Obvious here, right? But you ain't the only one with gold around your freaking neck. I mean, gas, no full gas. I'm a G, and I got 30 Gs around my freaking neck. Problem is, Kurt, we don't have any gold around our freaking waist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem, you know? Because, quite frankly, that's a good question. I got questions, okay? 
Why were the Hardy Boys in the match? Why are the Hardy Boys the new tag team champions? Why aren't Enzo and Cass tag team champions? Why is Goofy treated like a human and Pluto treated like a dog? That's a thing. You got the answers to these questions. You're the GM. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But, but, if you're looking to get one step further to the tag team titles, I can help you out with that. Touche, that's why we're here. Okay, the two of you will compete in a number one contender match tonight against Sheamus and Cesaro. We're going to put them two on the fast pass to Disney World, because that's the only place their dreams are going to come true. Okay. And as for them, we're going to prove that there's only one word to describe them, and I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Swift! That's not how you spell soft. <laughs> See? Kurt it's Angle. fucking true. Exactly. Kurt Angle's come back and in just a couple of backstage segments has shown his worth. With Enzo Big Cass coming there, Enzo, they don't spell soft like that. And would he making it more entertaining? We'll say Enzo Big Cass got matched later against Seamus Cesaro. Don't really care about that. It might be a heel turn, something a little bit different, so then you could boo them when you know <laughs> and feel good doing it, you know? Or would you nothing them now if I, I were still heels? nothing them. I dare you to do that on Raw when they come out just completely blank face. Like, do not react at all. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. And that would be fucking hilarious because we'll notice you in the crowd because everybody else would be going, yeah, and you'd just be like, <laughs> you'd be like that. Cha- I challenge you, sir. Anyway, so we move on. And up next, we're told that we're going to get an inter- Well, we're going to see the new Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar. I wonder what he's got, sir. He'll smile a couple of times. <laughs> dance about in the <laughs> ring. Have another smile. This is... Twitches muscles because he gets involuntary muscle twitches. Don't see why Paul Heyman's so smug though. It's not as if Brock Lesnar destroyed Goldberg as quickly as Goldberg destroyed Brock. Yeah, that's that is true. But I did enjoy the Lesnar Goldberg match. I thought that was quite fun. I mean, yeah, like I say, under ten minutes, but I mean, it was good. And like I say, Brock Lesnar's got bigger challenges ahead of him. So Paul Heyman talking about Goldberg and basically being a superhero and Lesnar finally destroying it. But the chant, thank you, Brock, for getting rid of Goldberg. Finn. Yeah. Yeah, talking about Heyman saying about new challenges coming out and uh, coming face to face with Lesnar. And of course, the fans want Finn Balor to come back. Of course, we've heard rumours, but Heyman is interested in another man. So Heyman wants to talk about the two in twenty-three and two, and that's only one man. So are they already building up towards WrestleMania thirty-four to see who Charlotte is between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? <laughs> is, that, is that what Roman Reigns actually doing? <laughs> <though>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what's that, Roman? You're tired. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fans want someone else. Oh, but wait a second. Yeah, exactly. Ignoring the battle chance that the fans want. And now we're seeing Braun Strowman. Remember when he was a dominant force on Monday Night Raw, Dan? <laughs> oh, yeah. Until uh, Roman Reigns beat yeah, him and yeah. he became worth eliminated from... The match that never happened. I know, the match never happened. Of course, even the Rumble as well, they fucked up Braun Strowman. But he's come out here and gone eye to eye with Brock Lesnar. Cool, they got both got big noggins, didn't they? So Braun Strowman saying that uh, Lesnar wants Roman. 
you know, business to finish with him. So we've still got a Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman feud to still come, thankfully. But look on his arm there, Dan. He's got a Superman tattoo. <laughs> he has got a Superman tattoo. Saying, Les, you got my attention, big man. Push him away. Heyman shouting, don't fight for free. What are we going to see? Brock offering it up, putting down that title belt and saying, come on, let's do this then. Is that Strowman the line? should pick up and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is that, the, is that the line to cross there? Getting a Braun chant. And what's is uh, Braun using his brain? Well, maybe. Wow. But this is the second time now Braun Strowman has backed off of someone in recent weeks. Just done it now with Lesnar. He did it with the Undertaker a couple of weeks ago as well, didn't he? Face to face and walked away. So this big, big monster who destroys everybody in his path has now walked away from Lesnar and the Undertaker, been beaten by Roman Reigns and failed in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the Royal Rumble itself. And now we're expecting to see him go against Reigns. And we're going to wonder who's going to win, everybody. <laughs> the fans certainly aren't going to win. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, we're backstage with Chris Jericho. And he seems to be in a very good mood considering he lost his United States title last night. Oh, when he said the tip of his finger then, that's what Jericho wants. Because that's the finger that touched that bottom rope, didn't it? When uh, Jericho nearly had him beat. And we're told that there's going to be a rematch for the United States title at payback between Jericho and Owens as well. Oh, wait a minute. Kevin Owens comes out and beats Jericho. I think he's pissed off with the tip of his finger getting insulted. This is just the tip of the iceberg in this feud. It looks like with Owens beating up Jericho. Oh, Jericho getting the better of Owens now, is he? The destroyer, Samoa Joe out to help out his new compatriot, Kevin Owens. Well, hang on a minute. It was meant to be Joe and Owens versus Jericho and Seth Rollins in the main event tonight. And at the moment, with Owens and Joe being... Powerbomb through the table covered in cables. (laughs) Oh, my word. And they just put hurting for certain on Chris Jericho. And like I say, who's going to be his partner later then? Who? 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 And Rollins catches Angle backstage, and Angle says, without a doubt, you will have a tag team partner for tonight. But who's it going to be, like we say? Should we find out, Dan? Well, is Jericho going to make an appearance? Roman Reigns, maybe. Could be the big dog.
the first ever Universal Champion, and he's back. No, it is Finn Balor. Well, since the night after SummerSlam, he makes his return the night after WrestleMania. So the man who never lost the Universal title, and it's gone through three people since he's left. Yes, it's gone through three people, and one of those men, Kevin Owens, is, of course, his opponent. So Finn Balor forced their title. Yeah, so how weird is that? Seth Rollins, the guy that Balor beat, yeah. And the injury well, as the well. Well, the guy that put... Balor on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose it's better him being with him than against him. Yeah, so we have got the Smoking Submission Machine and Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Let's get Balor's first fucking so interaction. both men, you know, Seth Rollins has had one match since coming back from injury or, you know, a couple of dark matches and Balor, this is his first since injury. Yes, and this is one of my points. It's a huge year for both Fimble and Seth Rollins this year to be able to come back from injury, have an injury-free year and no hiccups at all. I think that's what they both need exactly, and they could both yeah. benefit from. And then have big matches at WrestleMania and come through it as well. It's huge. If either man gets an injury, then there will be questions asked if it'd be worthwhile when they come back as well. There'll always be that question mark, you know. But it is good to see Fimble back. Are you happy to see Finn I am very happy to see Finn back and actually, you know, we didn't really get to see too much of him. Like, you know, we had a handful of matches before he was injured by Seth, you know, in a freak accident, as it turned out to be. And yeah, you know, it's it's good to see him back and show what he can actually do in a wrestling ring. Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, Finn Balor was the cornerstone of NXT for so long, wasn't he, as their champion in massive feuds. And people were get, like Samoa Joe as well, losing NXT champion to him. And it's a weird fact, but in this ring, all four men, former NXT champions. Yeah. Balor's faced all of them at one point in his career. Seth's faced all of them. Yes. And now Finn Balor gets to tag in for the first time. We can see what he's going to be like on his return from injury. And does Owens want any of it? I was going for the tag there, but he tried to sneakily attack Finn Balor. Who responded with a couple of lefts and rights. Owens with a sunset flip attempt, but Balor just rolls straight through and a drop kick there to the seated Owens. I was in the back of your head for Joe. Oh, yeah. I had a refs on him. Well, that was lovely by Balor there, jumping over the top rope. And Owens, but Owens, being the man that he is, rolls out of the way. But Finn Balor goes running all the way around the ring and just gives him another drop kick there for good measure. Well, that lead movie hit the outside to Rollins to actually get the injury as well. Oh, that was a uh, buckle bum onto the, onto the barrier. Separated his shoulder, didn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm always right. You're right. But Balor high-risk move, testing out that injury. He seems to be in perfect working order, Dan. As he tags in his partner, Seth. Now we can see a bit of double-team move. Oh, but Owens holding on to the rope that he got. Irish whip to and gets out of dodge. But Seth goes flying through. Yeah, but how much is that bad knee? The injury to that knee as well as Rollins went flying the outside. Definitely felt it, and Joe now making sure that his partner's all right. Oh, and Seth looking to go flying again. Flips over the top rope and takes out both his opponents this time. But again, that knee. A high risk, high reward here for Seth Rollins. Can he get either Matt or can he get Owens in? Capitalising this now. Get a good tag to Balor. He'll be all right. Oh, but Owens catching the leg and a kick to the back of the knee for DDT. Oh, my God. Owens puts him down, and it looks like Owens and Joe... Are in complete control. 
Just laying the beat down on Rollins. And now Joe in as well, beating up on Seth. No escape working on the leg when you know what Joe can do as well. Uh, certainly got a big bullseye on it. Now both men just working over his leg. And a Mexican wave going off in the crowd. <laughs> and Joe with a scent on. Go for it again. Oh, but Seth rolls out of the way this time. And the fans are more interested in doing a Mexican wave than seeing four of probably the best superstars on Raw. <laughs> yeah, the marks for themselves at this point. Can Rollins get Balor in? Oh, holding on to the rope. But Seth spinning round and landing on his feet, but getting caught in the cocky in the clutch. Oh, Rollins got nowhere to go, has he? Oh. <clears throat> but runs against the ropes, ducks through it, and hangs Joe up on the top rope. <laughs> Drop kick knocks the big tree down. Quite you can see his scar on his shoulder where he had surgery. You can see the scars on Owen's head as well for his match last night. But now can Rollins get Balor in? He does. But Kevin Owens is in as well. Oh, taking out Joe. Just got up onto the apron. Yeah, Balor hit, was hitting anything that moved when he got in there, didn't he? Pretty much. I thought he was going to take the referee out. Yeah, take clothesline in. Owens slapping and punching away. Like I say, taking Joe off the apron. Now with the Irish rips to Kevin Owens. Throws him to the opposite corner. But Owens responds with an elbow to the running in Balor. Oh, Owens went to the top. I got caught by a kick by Balor. Now Joe's coming around the corner. Oh, but <laughs> Balor nearly takes his head off with a kick there. Fucking hell. Well, now Balor to the top. Is he going to be looking for it? No, Owens oh, got Owens managing to dodge it. Going for a clothesline attempt, but ducking it. Balor and planting him. Ooh. Oh, but Balor managing to kick out. Oh. And for the pop-up powerbomb. Oh, but Balor, wise to that, holds on. Sling blade. Oh, now he's going to go drop kick Owens in the corner, but no, Smoke Joe's coming now. Caught the Kikina clutch. Oh, but Seth coming in, taking off Joe's head with a big knee. Oh, Owens with a super kick to Rollins. Finn there with a double drop kick to Owens, sending him to the corner, and he's down below. It looked like Owens come out of a, vi- a moving vehicle then. Battle to the top. Coup de gras. And is that it for Finn? One, two, three. And he pins the US champ on his return. Yeah, so the former champion does return. Finn Balor is back in victorious. But what do you think of Finn Balor's return, Dan? Very impressive. You know, it's always good to get a bit of momentum on when you're coming back. And is there going to be any respect between him and Seth now that Seth's a face? Or is there still a bit of animosity over what happened? I think there is, yeah. Both men staring at each other. They made quite a good team, actually, didn't they? You know, Seth coming in to save Finn towards the end. Balor... Hitting the coup de gras, no real problems there for Finn, like we say. That was good. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Uh, well, Seth raised Balor's hand to the tune of his music. Exactly. You know, when Balor normally puts his hands up. Okay, so, but that's not the end of Raw just yet, because up next we've got Raw Talk on the WWE Network. So, Raw Talk then, and we start off, Dan, with Bill Goldberg coming out. We do, yes, and he had a long speech to say about, you know, how he's happy to have come back. He'd come back for his family so his son could see him wrestle for the first time ever in WWE. You know, it, he was he was not out here as a shoot. He was just out here being genuine and, you know, just one-on-one yeah. cr- one in with the crowd. He told the crowd that as well, didn't he? Yeah, he, he like, did, yeah. yeah um, this, is, this is not scripted at all. You better listen to me. And we were like, ooh, someone's tired. But Indeed, yes. You no, know, and uh, then he brought his son, didn't he? Uh, yes, his son, well, he called his son to come in. He tripped over the barricade, landed on his knees. Quite comical, but, you know, he got into the ring and 
managed to have you know a moment inside the ring with his father, even yeah. though it was after Raw had finished. A lot, well, most of the fans. They did actually, it. yeah. To credit to him, they did stay in. Like you say, Goldberg said that's more bumps than I've taken since the match last night, Brock Lesnar, in my previous you know career. But yeah, quite a nice moment for Goldberg. I think he deserved that. You know, like you said, he got the call in October. And, you know, he probably wasn't in ring shape, came in, got given that match with Brock, which was going to be like a one-shot deal because we know Brock was going to face Shane. Of course, Brock changed that. And I think for Goldberg, I think he did quite well, even though you mentioned how long he's actually been back. You yeah, know? he's wrestled less than 10 minutes since coming back in October, you know. So it's he's been paid probably a hell of a lot just for 10 minutes in ring action. But yeah. The fans have loved it, you know, it's been good for us. I've enjoy- I've certainly enjoyed Goldberg coming back. You've thoroughly enjoyed it as yeah, well, no, you know. I, I'm, yeah. Not too happy with the way the storyline went about him winning the championship in a squash match, yeah. but who else but Gold- uh, But Brock Lesnar to beat him for the main title on the grandest stage of all. Yeah, and it helps you know what we talk about, and I'm a fan of Goldberg, you know, especially his, uh, like I say, his WCW days, but yeah, that's a nice farewell for him, but we do get then... Start with Raw Talk 12 minutes after this <laughs> with uh, Jerry the King and Renee Young. Quickly running out of time. The first guest was uh, Bailey. Bailey said, Yeah, you know, this is a moment. She finally got that match at WrestleMania she always wanted. And she's there. The King asked her, said that maybe um, forehand, we weren't sure who you were. And now you finally arrived, you know? Bailey marked out for Angle, you know. She said she saw him when she was younger and she loved it. Yeah, she she did, and she was happy to see him. And another person, or another team she loved when she was younger as well, were the Hardy Boys. Yeah, um, yeah and she, you know, she even says she used to shout out to him doing the Hardy Boys sing, you know, the yeah, signal yeah. with the fingers up in the air and out. And it's, you know, it was good to say, see that they influenced Bailey in her career. Yeah, so the Hardy Boys are the next guest. And just quickly before <laughs> Bailey does go, you know, that you definitely do deserve it. Now, so I think that was a nice moment for it. Bailey is women's champion again. I'm not happy the way it's all gone down, but if they're slowly building up towards the Sasha Banks heel turn on Bailey, and actually tell it right, the story it is going to be like a year long thing, and it will be very interesting, especially in the women's division. But we wait for the Hardy Boys, and the Kings just say now to Renee Young about the fact of uh, the Undertaker's defeat at this. The WrestleMania just gone is worse than a defeat to Brock Lesnar because now it finally feels like he has gone and, and no one deserves it more than the dead man, you know? Well, you know, there was a reason why he was our number one wrestler. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's weird that this WrestleMania has kind of vindicated our choices, you know, because we've got the number one wrestler that we picked in the WNR finally retiring and you see, you know, it was even celebrated on BBC Spot, uh, BBC website, you know, the BBC yeah. was on there. And the other ones, Dan... Uh, our favourite tag team of all time, and the Hardy Boys have actually returned. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what they have to say. Do you know what I think Matt Hardy's done? You asked me earlier. I think he's had his teeth done. Yeah. Like, you know, like Ryland's teeth, like that big... They just stick out like yeah. a sore thumb. But that's the first thing if I, I got a bit of money or wrestling, whatever it was. Teeth would be the first thing oh, I'd get right. done for me. First off, the Hardy say they're just happy to be back, and it was a surreal experience for them as well. And Jeff saying the amount of lights just, you know, as he came in... He couldn't really believe what was happening. And now Renee's just asked what they were up to on their time off. I wonder what they were up to. Uh, would you have liked to have seen his broken gimmick in yeah, WWE? I th- uh, yeah, I think we. Uh, if he sorts it all out and stuff, I think it, it would be a great gimmick to have, especially around like, you know, WrestleMania time with him against just anybody. Because the Hardings are so good. They can work as a team. But like I said, you know, the singles as well. You can have two heavyweight champions, the Hardy boys. And it just it just feels right, doesn't it? You know, Levin Turner feels right. 
And Hardy said, and Matt Hardy, like I say, strictly as Matt Hardy right here, saying that they went around every single wrestling promotion, won every tag team title on offer, which is true if you do look at it. And now they're back here. And I'm just happy to have Jeff back, let alone Matt Hardy, the potential, like the broken Matt Hardy as well. I still don't like those tag team titles, though, do you? No, no they look like they're, they're edible. Should you they pick, be gold? Pill it off in a chocolate. I don't like the red strap. And I, yeah, well, I think they should be gold. I can't even read what it says on them. No. Champions, probably. Yeah, WWE. So when I asked about the competition, Dan, what did the Hardy say? It's going to be coming hard. Well, he said there's a lot of talent. And, you know, there, there are a lot of strong tag teams in their division. And, yeah, you know, they're looking forward to the tough challenges coming up. Yeah, and it's going to be enjoyable, isn't it, with the Hardy boys it back? Is. So that's it for Raw Talks guests. And they're just going to do a bit, bit of wrap-up now. And look at the King now. He's talking. He's quite happy about it. Oh, bless the king, isn't he? Are we over? He's like my old, like, he's like my old granddad or something like that. You know, he's talking away and he looks at, oh, what? Because you know someone's behind the camera going, So that was Raw Talk. It was brilliant. You know, there was uh, a lot of returns, you know, namely the Hardys, like, you know, coming out as champions. Finn Balor come back in a tag team match. Yeah. The Revival, obviously, making their Raw debut, winning. Kurt Angle being named general manager. Roman Reigns coming out, getting the loudest booze in history. You know, just saying, it's my yard now, I'm walking out. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good show, wasn't it? And I think it's really nice that they can wrap up Raw as well with the Raw talk. We see the Hardy's been interviewed. We know what's going to happen for the future now. And that's what the night after WrestleMania is all about, isn't it? It's the introduction of the next chapter as it were and of course Finn Balor and Seth Rollins being there like we say you need a really strong year ahead of them as well and it was superstar shake up anything could happen and we uh, will keep everybody up to date with the latest goings on with that we move on to Smackdown which was it's the first time ever Smackdown's been live after Wrestlemania it's Randy Orton's time to bask in the vindication of recapturing the WWE Championship from Bray Wyatt at Wrestlemania was short very short just as the title holder began to describe his major victory at the Ultimate Thrill Ride. The Reaper of Souls interrupted and challenged the Viper to what he called a House of Horrors match. Wow, I will hope it will be as good as the Chamber of Horrors match we saw in WSW back in the day, Dan. That was horrors. <laughs> uh, intent on proclaiming the title he rightfully believed was promised to him by Sister Abigail herself. And just as soon as the Viper accepted the match, more immediate horrors took hold in the form of a sudden ambush from wine disciple Eric Rowan. The two began to beat the Apex Predator down, but Luke Harper rushed out to even the odds as Wyatt and Rowan retreated. For now. So for now, it looks like we're getting Eric Rowan back with uh, Bray Wyatt. Is that a good idea, Dan? Yeah, you know, it's good to have his entourage. I don't think he's been doing too well without him. Yeah, I mean, like I say, he's been out injured for a long time. He's come back now, and like I say, Bray needs all the help he, he can get. And Luke Harper, whoever he's been held, I guess in a cupboard maybe for 30 days during after Elimination Chamber towards WrestleMania because he's not, he's not really been allowed to do anything. So now he's finally come back. You know, someone's allowed him to, to come out to SmackDown and being involved again in the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan kind of feud that's still going on. So I don't know what to do with Luke Harper, but he, he's back as well and uh, so it happens. But the blue brand, Trudy fills the glow as Naomi returns for WrestleMania and she put a newly captured SmackDown Women's Championship on the line against former title holder Alexa Bliss. 
And what happened in the match, Dan? Uh, well, wasted no time to invoke her one-on-one rematch clause for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss took on newly christened champion Naomi, who captured the title at the Showcase of the Immortals, the ultimate thrill ride. In the subsequent showdown, the only two-time SmackDown Women's Champions fiercely pursued a victory, although Bliss had her moments where she shined bright. The Wicked Witch of WWE felt the glow when Naomi defeated her with the same submission move she used to capture the women's title at the ultimate thrill ride. So, yes, we, we see um, Alexa Bliss there. Do you think they're going to move on with um, Naomi now and have a new challenger in the next upcoming weeks, Dan? Yeah, you know, they're, they're hopefully going to push on from this and see what challenges can arise for Naomi. So up next, we have Kurt Hawkins in action. And, and Dan, the reason I want to watch is because I love Kurt Hawkins and it's great to see him in action. Oh, so he's annoyed about the superstar shake-up and people should be talking about Kurt Hawkins because we know how impressive he's been since he came back. He has been unstoppable, no, unwinnable. Yeah, he's been, he's been stoppable. That's he's been very <laughs> stoppable. Yeah. You know, all I keep hearing about is this superstar shake-up. And it makes me sick because what I should be hearing about is me, Kurt Hawkins. So here's what I'm going to do. This is an open challenge to anybody in the locker room. And I'm going to give it to the count of 10. He said 10, and look who it is, Dan. It is Ty, <laughs> number 10, Dillinger. It's my man, Ty Dillinger, making his debut main roster. On the main roster, indeed, Smackdown Live. 10. Perfect 10. 10. 10. And the fans love it. And nobody deserves an opportunity more than Ty Dillinger. No one, indeed. I mean, who can forget... He made his first appearance in the Royal Rumble. Something that Dan guessed that I didn't, even though I call myself a Tidinger fan. Not, not, not only did I guess that he will be in the Royal Rumble, but I also guessed the number that he'll be yeah, in the Dan, Royal Rumble. Yeah, Dan, I've been a fan of Tidinger now for, since I saw him back in 2015. I've been a massive fan of Tidinger. You cannot say I haven't. I've always had his back, and it is great to see him. The perfect 10 on SmackDown. So Tidinger is here. Think the fans are happy to see him? Yes. <laughs> I think 10 of them are. <laughs> oh, so what can Ty Dillinger do in his first match on SmackDown with Kurt Hawkins? Oh, there we go. 10. <laughs> I, I think Dillinger would make a perfect Intercontinental Champion or United States Champion. You know, that mid-card guy 
who could be the baby face, but also, you know, have to be serious at points. And if the opportunity was ever there to be a main eventer, like a true underdog, yes. I mean, Dillinger's not the most talented guy on the roster, but he's got heart, hasn't he? And he's got the character, which is so important as well. Ty looks great. Of course, he had a busy weekend as well. Uh, NXT TakeOver, losing to Killian Dane, that kind of makes sense now, doesn't it? You know, in that match. Yeah, and, you know, even Killian Dane made his appearance at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, it's been NXT heavy, and now Hawk is in a corner. We know what we're going to see here. Eight punches? <laughs> no, not eight, Dan. Not nine. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, oh ten. Tiebreaker, finish him. Yes. He's pulling his knee pad down. He means signaling for it. He means business. Oh. One, two, three. Sorry, that was ten, ten, <laughs> ten. My man, Ty Dillinger, here on SmackDown. Undefeated on SmackDown. Oh, he's brilliant. He's going to be the next big star. Well done, Ty. Perfect Ty Dillinger's ten. right-handed. What do you think of that, Dan? It was a very impressive victory for Ty Dillinger. You know, he's... He's definitely set to have a strong future on the SmackDown brand. You know, the fans absolutely love him. You know, he just needs to have a few good matches under his belt. You know, maybe he could challenge for a midway title, maybe even the heavyweight title yeah. down the line. I mean, there's so much potential. The fans love him as well. And it is great to see a good guy with the fans actually behind him, you know. Uh, because Ty, the same about him, he's, he's one of our own, isn't he? We know how hard he's worked to get to this position. We know he hasn't got, like, the perfect look. But he is the perfect 10. And he is here on SmackDown. And what a great way. And already on SmackDown, I'm enjoying the Raw was good. We move on. And up next, we are going to see the Miz and Maurice calling out John Cena and Nikki Belladan. Oh, here comes the face that runs the place. John Cena. I went for him on Sunday, didn't I? When I got the point. Cena is here. That's skinnier than Cena. Cena. That's the Miz. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nikki Bella's come out at least. I think that'll be Maurice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he he done with stealing Daniel Bryan's gimmick? And uh, is he now stealing John Cena's? Well, indeed. And still upset. Over their loss to John Cena and Nikki Bella show shows, the Miz and Maurice has doubled down on their impersonations on the newly engaged couple, Dan. Uh, the two were, as per usual, not kind to the title Bella's star, finishing off the imitation by saying, as John Cena and Nikki, that they would now be going to Hollywood and not coming back for a long, long time. So the Miz now looks like he's finished with uh, John Cena. If Cena's not going to be around. So I guess that's it. Oh, wait a minute. What the fuck is that, Dan? There's a violinist, and that can only mean one thing. No. Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. No, it's not, is it? Smackdown. The Miz and Nikobo looking on.
goosebumps. Oh, my God. Well, this is fantastic. A man who we've loved for a very long time now. So many times they've got a person's entrance tune perfect. And this, I believe, is one of them times. Yeah. Well, how about that for a debut, eh? <laughs> Do you think the fans have forgiven them for having Roman Reigns versus <laughs> yeah, Undertaker exactly, yeah. at the main event and having him... Glorious T-shirt. Yeah. Well, that was awesome chance and Nakamura chance. So, Dan, what do you think of that? <laughs> Brilliant. You know, I was sat on the edge of my seat throughout the whole entire moment there. It was just phenomenal. Brilliant way to introduce the king of strong style to the blue brand. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, not to take a word from AJ Styles, but it is phenomenal. See Nakamura after everything we know he's been through. And NXT to come here, get his moment, and he, he, it's, it's a huge start arriving on SmackDown, and that's what the great thing is about it, and that leads to all these kind of dream scenarios as well, with who Nakamura can go against, you know, Nakamura versus Lawton, Nakamura versus Bray, Nakamura versus Miz, even Nakamura that versus is... versus Styles. Exactly, is, is feuds... Nakamura versus Ambrose. Ambrose. Nakamura versus Corbin, I mean, I don't care. Well, speaking of Ambrose versus Corbin... In the wake of their hard-hitting affair for the Intercontinental Championship on the WrestleMania kickoff this past Sunday, Corbin and Ambrose were back at it on Team Blue, this time in a street fight. Competing in a match seemingly created just for them, the two did not miss a beat, picking right up where they left off this past Sunday. Only now we have a chance to do loads more damage to one another. So that's what we're going to watch. We pick it up halfway through. And we're back right in this action with a street fight. Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin. All the tables set up in a corner. Ambrose trying to pull Corbin into it. Corbin with the backslide and getting out of the way, but still Ambrose. Oh! <laughs> but as I say that, it's like he got spine busted and planted into the table. And already this is a much better match than they had at WrestleMania. We see all the uh, the weapons thrown about the ring as well. It's like a twist has gone through the arena. And now Baron Corbin puts Ambrose through the table. But the Intercontinental title is not on the line, Dan, interestingly enough. Well, no, because it's not a rematch. Ambrose won fair and... There's a grudge now, isn't there, between Corbin and Ambrose. And Baron doesn't want to get any more chairs. He's looking for something else. Oh, he's looking for... A leather strap. He's got a leather strap on his wrist and he's going to whip the back of Dean Ambrose. Of course, Corbin was one of the favourites to win. WrestleMania didn't work out for him. Do you think he can be successful in his future endeavours? <laughs> I think he's going to win tonight because the title's not on the line. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And Ambrose seemed to like to take a whipping. Oh, my God. Oh, and he took one across the chest. Oh, Corbin setting up that chair in the turnbuckles. And now he's going to throw Ambrose into it. Oh, but Ambrose skidding. Corbin running in and Ambrose sidestepping and throwing him headfirst into the chair. It's a bit of payback for going through the table, I suppose. And now can Ambrose finally get back into this one? Like I say, Corbin's skull on steel still wins every time. Every damn time, fool. Corbin looking to go into days. Oh, Ambrose trying to plant him with his DDT. Dirty deeds. Oh, now both men just... This is slobber knocker, Dan. Both men trading big blows. Corbin got the advantage? No, he hasn't, because Ambrose <laughs> hits himself and then unleashes a flurry of forearms onto Corbin. But he responds with a knee to the midsection, but Ambrose again following it up with another mi- knee to the midsection and taking him out with a clothesline. And now Ambrose picking up the strap, and we always see this. It's only fair, isn't it? It is indeed a bit of revenge. Oh! oh. Sounded like a gun going off, it James. did, and he's just whipping the back, <laughs> front face. Shoulders, sides. <laughs> Fuck the strap, he 
eliminates him from the rumble. He does. Oh, and there's the a table set up on the outside there. Yeah, and Ambrose still not finished going off the top. Going to hit the elbow. Oh, he does, and the table avoids the action for now. <laughs> yeah, table just dodges out of the way quickly. Oh, I'll be put very just there. But Ambrose does notice the table. It's in the perfect position, Dean. There's a thing about Dean Ambrose. You don't know what he could do. Remember Dean Ambrose? You didn't go for it at WrestleMania, Dan. Your favourite here. Oh, was that on the same pre-show that Mojo Rawley won the Andre the Giant? Most Memorial definitely. And then Randy Orton, of course, in our main event tonight, won the W title. The man you loved the most. And you, of course, you didn't go for him either, did you? You went for the Miz, and that's why you lost. And But Dean Ambrose now to the top rope. Is he going to put Corbin through the table? No! Oh! <laughs> Plants that elbow onto Corbin and sends him through the table. I mean, table for a table. It is a table for two. There, Corbin gets put through. Can he get him in the ring to try and get a win? Oh, the elevation that Ambrose got. He'd have a good match against Jeff Harley. That's what I think they should do in a shake-up. Switch Jeff and Matt have different brands. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Stopping for one of the Usos. <laughs> yeah. The Usos says Dean Ambrose goes to the top. We have not seen the tag team champions here tonight. All American Alpha. Oh, oh, Baron Corbin throws a chair at Ambrose and Ambrose crotching himself on the top rope. Corbin with the end of days. One, one two, two, three. And I said Corbin's going to win because the title's not on the line. What did you think of the match? Um, It was a lot better than their WrestleMania encounter. I'd rather have seen this on the main card than, you know, a couple of other matches that appeared on the card. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a bit weird. No, they finally had their match. I think the uh, wrestling on SmackDown tonight. So anyway, SmackDown's live commissioner, Shane McMahon, addressed the WWE Universe ahead of next week's superstar shake-up, making it clear that Team Blue was a land of opportunity and they would welcome any talent to the Blue brand. Before Shane could elaborate, however, AJ Styles made his way out to the ring to make one thing very clear to the commissioner. He wanted to be on SmackDown Live after the superstar shake-up. And would be more than ready to prove that the land of opportunity was his domain. Then, surprisingly, Dan, what happened? Uh, surprisingly, Styles said he had something for Shane. A handshake. Oh. Despite all the tension leading up to the ultimate thrill ride, the two shook hands, proving that sometimes you just need to scrap it out like madmen on the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania fight, you know, they found out that AJ Styles was a winner. That's it. Feud over. And nothing but respect, mutual respect. Are you surprised by that? Does it look like AJ's turning face maybe a little bit with that? I did like it, yes, because, you know, it. it's good for finalising things. That's what we like WrestleMania to do, you know. We spent pretty much the whole year, or at least since uh, Royal Rumble, building up to moments. And, you know, it's it's good to have some, you know, finality at it. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, hopefully yeah. both men can move on. I mean, AJ deserves better points, doesn't he? Especially with Nakamura here. If he goes to Raw on the Superstar Shake-Up as well, it'd be great for him. Uh, like I say, move on to the main event now. And at the moment in this, Luke Harper looks to be on Randy Orton's side because Rowan and Bray have been working him the majority of the match. But Harper can't get any separation from Rowan and Bray. And does Bray Wyatt need a victory tonight after the loss at the Ultimate Thrill Ride? He does, yes, after... Um... His devious tactics didn't pay off and, you know, finally getting overcome by the man who faked his way into the Wyatt family, tore him apart from the inside, burnt down the Wyatt's compound and then beat him at WrestleMania. It's basically been all Randy Orton, you know, he yeah, has yeah, been yeah, yeah. Prometheus. Yes, he, he, ha- he has been Prometheus. It's a great reference. Uh, and this is what I'm saying as well. 
I mean, we get onto it on our social media feed, but uh, it's just, you know, about Rowdy Orton. They're building him up again, you know, at the expense of Bray Wyatt. And at the moment, though, Luke Harper just took Bray Wyatt down. And can Randy, will he get the tag in? And Orton and Rowan both getting a tag in. But Orton, boom, running straight through his repertoire. Is it just going to be one power slam? And then the RKO from nowhere? Like you say, Orton's only got five moves and he's hitting a second of lows now with the uh, DDT. But a man with only five moves managed to beat the Eater of Worlds. And who you didn't see coming either. So Orton with a back elbow to Bray. Oh, going for his suspension DDT on Bray. Oh no, Bray's in serious trouble here as well. Is it RKO time? Oh, wait a minute. Music's playing. It's gone dark. What's happened? We lost signal. Bray's got out of the ring and Eric Rowan from behind. Oh, but a Harper super kick there and an an RKO from nowhere. One, two, Randy. So Orton pins Eric Rowan. Bray runs away. Well, this is looking Bray White. This is making Bray White look stronger and stronger, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, it looks like... Why didn't he use that trick at WrestleMania, by the way? Well, he used the other tricks. What did you think of the tricks he used at Mania? Well, obviously, they're not going to scare anyone, are they? Because, you know, he used it three times and he still got beat. So, you know, maybe they're a bad luck omen. Maybe his opponent should play him. Yeah, exactly. Because they yeah. played on Bray's mind. Well, Bray tried another trick to get out of harm's way. Leaves Rowan to the slaughter as Orton is celebrating. And Harper there, good tag team partner. What did you think of the match? I oh, know it, it was a it was a good match, you know. Orton looked very strong. Bray's looking weaker and weaker by the match. Yeah, and it's really weird. I mean, it's the only thing really letting SmackDown down in my eyes at the moment. This kind of main event at the moment. But we'll talk about SmackDown. We'll wrap it up after watching, of course, talking Smack, talking Smack. What did you think of SmackDown before we get on to talking Smack? What do you think of the show? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you had the debut of Ty Dillinger. Yes, ten, 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 ten. and then you had the unforgettable entrance of Shinsuke fucking Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. and you throw in that kind of the McMahon, uh, McMahon Styles handshake, the match between Corbin and Ambrose as well. I think, well, I mean, what do you think was stronger, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. Yeah, I think, for some reason, SmackDown really got to me. I thought it was really good. And I think it's the quickness of it as well, you know. We've only two hours. I think we're an hour in. I mean, I'd want to see back-to-back matches with... Um, Jinder versus Sami Zayn, and then uh, Enzo Big Cass versus Sheamus Azar. No offense to that, but it, for me, I don't know. But anyway, I think SmackDown was yeah, SmackDown was lush, as the kids say now. Mustard, I think, is the latest term. It was Ream. It was Ream. <laughs> yeah, Wait, that was Monday, the third of April, and we move on to the fourth of April now. And talking Smack. Dan, our hosts welcome our first guest, SmackDown's women's champion, Naomi, who just picked up her second win in her hometown of Orlando over the last three days with a successful title defence over Alexa Bliss. Yes, and then we see footage of Naomi's entrance at WrestleMania, and Naomi says she got a little heat from her husband, Jimmy Uso, for a body dancing. They talk about how long the 80-yard ramp was at Sunday's show. I'm guessing 80 yards. (laughs) Renee brings up the superstar shake-up and the possibility that Naomi could end up on Raw. When asked who she might like to face, Naomi says she wants to wrestle Charlotte to see where she measures up against the best. Shane tells her not to sell herself short and puts over her vertical leap. 
Naomi says it's time to see her family and ice her knee before she makes her exit. Yeah, so it was good to see Naomi, wasn't it? And it get, getting a chance on the main stage as well, even though it was a quick match, but having a bit of a longer match with Bliss. And I think it's confirmed now this is the direction they're going with Naomi. And all credit to her, Dan. Uh, yeah, you know, she definitely deserved it. She unfortunately lost the title last time because she was injured. So, you know, it's good to see her come back, retain her title that she didn't lose and, you know, just keep hold of it for a little while. Yeah, so anyway, we move on and Renee brings up the Superstar Shake-Up again. And I've said Superstar Shake-Up as much as I said the Ultimate Thrill Ride the other day. And Shane says negotiations are really starting. She asks if he will be working with Kurt Angle during the process. And Shane tells us that everything must go through the chairman. He wonders who will end up getting the first pick. Our co-host put over the deep talent pool. And when Renee asks Shane to pick a superstar that he might want from Raw, he picks Brock Lesnar because of the stand-up performances at WrestleMania. And I tell you something, the, the roster at the moment, it, injury-free, it is really strong, isn't it, Dan? It is very strong, yeah, you know. Um, there are a few former heavyweight champions, you know, a few potential future heavyweight yeah, champions. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there, there is a lot to look forward to on the roster. There is indeed. Um, Young asks if there's anybody he might want to get rid of, but he says it's all about opportunity and getting rid of... Get rid of everyone. <laughs> Young asks if there's anybody he might want to get rid of, but he says it's all about opportunity and giving everyone on SmackDown a chance. He says maybe they could even add some, they could even have some secret agent spies on Raw. Oh, secret agent spies! This leads us to Renee Young welcoming SmackDown's newest superstar, the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger. Ten, ten, ten. ten. And Dillinger is here. Let's see what he says. Bless him. It's only a debut on SmackDown. Do you know what I mean? It means the world to him. I'm so glad that 10 gimmick, Dan. I said to you on NXT, I said that, you said, oh, it's just the yes chart. I said, no, Dan. I said, that 10 gimmick is going to make this guy go a long way. I'm so pleased. And everybody can go back and listen to me saying that as well. Of course, you picking him for number 10 in the Rumble, where I should have done it and I didn't. But yet we still drew the Rumble anyway, so I didn't lose anyway. Not going for my guy. So we see Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10, and he says he's been waiting 15 years for this moment and apologises if he gets a bit choked up. He thanks Shane for the opportunity and congratulates him on his match this past Sunday, which actually wasn't a bad match, but we were just, I was just coming off the fucking kickoff. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? That kind of... Any match there still wouldn't have made me happy. Shane says he knew the crowd would go ballistic and we replayed the debut from earlier this evening. Dillinger is grateful that he was able to debut in NXT's own backyard of Orlando, Florida. And Shane brings up the Raw earlier this year. Oh, what, when he came in at number 10 and I <sighs> predicted yes, it, even yes, though he's yes. one of your right, favourite right, right. wrestlers. Carry on. Ty says this is a bit more special and puts over the passion of the WWE Universe. And once again, we get to the shake-up and Ty says he has momentum here on SmackDown and is feeling the blue. But we'll try to keep that momentum going no matter where he lands. So over, even with the fucking, even with the people working there, you know. Shane and Renee talk about how everyone stepped their game up tonight for the post-Mania Smackdown. Especially Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin following their street fight. Which we agree with, Dan, don't we? Yeah, it was a brilliant match between the two of them. And that would have been better at Mania than the match they had. Yeah, most definitely. Renee asks the Bray Wyatt feud will shake out. And Shane suggests that it's not over. But the superstar shake-up creates more uncertainty. We go back to Shinzuki fucking Nakamura's main roster debut and how excited his entrance is 
for the fans. Shane wants to do everything he can to keep the rock star Nakamura on the blue brand and puts over how ready he is for his moment. And he is ready now, Dan, isn't he? No? He most definitely is, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic to see Nak. Can't wait to see his first match. Can't wait to see his first feud. I mean, especially if he goes against the Miz, because we know Nakamura's not probably the best on the mic. So you can have the Miz... You know what I mean? Doing most of the hard work. And Nakamura just coming out, using his mind games. And then, you know, Kinshasa. It, it's going to be awesome. Anyway, Dan, carry on. Uh, Renee asks if the shake-up might have anything to do with SmackDown catching up to Raw in popularity. Ooh. And he seems to think that might be the case as they talk about Cena and Nikki's engagement moment. Yeah. The Usos come crashing the show, wondering how every title was defending, except for Les, at WrestleMania 33. Now, if you go back to our WrestleMania podcast, you'll hear me making that exact same point. Shane puts them over and asks if they want to defend the titles now or next week. Well, they're going to defend it right here on Talking Smackdown. To Shane and Renault. They said their shoulders are sore from just holding those tag titles and not defending. But Shane and Renault remind them that they might have a whole new batch of opponents like the Hardy Boys after the shake-up. So they'd have champion versus champion and no champion on one show. Yeah, that would make They say, bring on the Hardy Boys, bring on the Bullet Club, bring on them Melts, Enzo and Cass. Shane says, if American Alpha is here next week and not on Raw following the shake-up, the Usos will defend against the former champions. So the American Alpha, much like Luke Harper, have been allowed to come out and have a little bit of wrestling on SmackDown, being allowed. I mean, thank you very much, Shane McMahon. Yeah, the Usos seem a little shaken after that. Shane asks if they're scared. They say they're not scared. And if they're scared, <laughs> like, and if they are scared, they go to church. They invite Shane to one of their family barbecues to talk things out sometime. What, is this just turned into like a, a dinner date or something? Coming like out for a barbecue with a family. Yeah, do you want to, do you want to come? Renee says goodbye to the Usos as they compose themselves and make their exit. Well, we go back to the Miz and Maurice's impersonation of John Cena and Nikki Bella. And Shane says the Miz's impression is hilarious. <laughs> Well, as funny as DX's impression of the corporation when Shane was in it. (laughs) Rene talks about how hard this might be. (laughs) It doesn't even say hard. (laughs) Rene talks about how this might be the best year that The Miz has ever had. And Shane agrees, putting over his public appearances. Young brings up how Nakamura interrupted their appearance and how cool it was to see him debut. Both of our hosts remind us that we have new rosters next week following the superstar shake-up as we sign off for this week's episode of Talking Smack Catch-Up. Brilliant. I think I love Talking Smack. I watch it every single week. And I think tonight it really delivered. It was more of like a catch-up on SmackDown or highlights. But we need that sometimes, you know. That's why there's a Talking Dead to the Walking Dead. And that's why we're here as well, to, to you know, kind of round it up. I like Shane and Renee. I think they've got good chemistry. And, you know, it, it's interesting to see how they go on. They've, they've teased the Miz Nakamura feud. But I think overall, SmackDown was a little bit stronger than Raw. Would you say these past couple of days, Dan? Yes, definitely. Yeah, you know, it has. it's kind of overtaken Raw a bit recently. And, yeah, you know, it's good to see. But hopefully the superstar shake-up will shake things up with these superstars. Yes, let's hope the superstar shake-up does indeed shake superstars up on SmackDown and indeed Raw. But we move on now. And it is Tuesday, of course. So we just go back an hour or so to 205 Live, Dan, episode 19. And how did it start? They started off by showing still footage of what went down at WrestleMania. Aries had Neville beat with the last chancery, but Neville took advantage of Aries' injured orbital socket and picked up the win, retaining his championship. Yeah, so we see the sneaky tactics of um, on Neville 
beating Aries. I mean, it wasn't a bad match at WrestleMania, Dan, was it? No, you know, it wasn't too bad. They certainly showed off a bit of what the 205 Live can do. You know, uh, they've had better matches. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was good. To start the show, Kendrick came out. He said he can't believe Tazar was asked for his rematch. He claimed that the rule number 10 is that it's not about athleticism, but superior psychology. So we are going to see Brian Kendrick versus Akira Tazara to start 205 Live. Not way, not a bad way to start that. <laughs> so who are you going for in this one, Dan? Tazara or Kendrick? Kendrick. Why? Because he's still teaching Tazara lessons. He is indeed teaching him lessons. And straight away as the bell rings, Kendrick dives to the outside and he knows he's going to take his time. This is very much a student and teacher. Well, now Tazara chasing around Brian Kendrick. Oh, but Kendrick slips into the ring. Tazawa's chasing him, but Kendrick was already on his feet and tries to get the upper hand on Tazawa. Oh. But he throws him against the ropes and responds with a big boot to Kendrick's face. Oh, my word. Now it's all Tazawa. <laughs> yeah, Tazawa's got him now. Kick to the chest and a scent on. Can he put Two. him down? Oh. But Kendrick managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I like Tazawa in this match. Do you want him to win? Yeah. Fuck it. He needs victory, doesn't he? He needs to teach Brian Kendrick a lesson, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens here. We've had a lot of wrestling over these past five days. We continue it here. I mean, this is basically the start of our next network roundup, but we're giving it to you early. Because we're nice like that. Yeah, we're we're nice. And Tazara now, he's trying to get into it, Dan, where he went for the chop, and then he was going to go for that big right hand he does afterwards, but Kendrick had him scouted, went to roll him up, and he got the two. Oh, and then... Akira Tazawa, big kick to Kendrick's head, puts him down on the mat, and I think Tazawa's looking to finish this. That's a huge right hand. How does Tazawa get work? Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! Oh, and now Kendrick's found himself. Precarious predicament, but used it to his advantage. Poked to the eyes behind the referee's back, and then the big heel kick going for the cover. Oh, kick out of two. Ah, uh, two. <laughs> oh, now look at Kendrick. Vicious shots to the head. Brian Kendrick's going with submission. And Tway out of it manages to get some separation and nails Kendrick with a lovely drop kick. Come on, Akira Tazara, you can do this. Ah, 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 ah. This is how you do it. Oh, Akira Tazara there. Boy, Kendrick going for a backdrop, but Tazara rolling through and catching Kendrick in the face with a big right hand. I know, I was just about to say that as he runs into the turnbuckle now and hits Kendrick with a big forearm. Irish whip to the opposite corner, follows it up with a big boot to the face. Oh, and a third Irish whip. He's building momentum, tries to hit Kendrick. Oh, but Kendrick moves out of the way, gets caught by Tazara in a lovely head scissors takedown oh, or a hurricane K- runner for you and <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> And Kendrick rolls to the apron and Tazara now, like a Superman forearm. Ha! 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 Tazara now psyching himself up. Is he going to go flying and hit Kendrick on the outside? I think he is. Kendrick's in big trouble. Oh, suicide dive head first through the second rope and Tazara takes out Kendrick. Tazara throwing Kendrick back in now and going to the top. Oh, but Kendrick up to his feet and crutching Tazara on the top rope. Tazara's in trouble now. I'll tell you what, Kendrick has had Tazara scouted so well. During this feud, I mean, he's obviously watched him very, very closely as he tries to superplex Tazawa now. Oh, but Tazawa fighting his way out. Get some separation. Kendrick back to the mat. Oh, Kendrick saying to the referee, Tazawa poked him in the eye, but the referee can't see anything. Oh, Tazawa, has he injured his leg? Well, it looks that way. He came off hard, didn't it? He came off, came off hard. He came off, landed straight on that left leg. And referee saying, no, Kendrick, let me go check on him. Oh, but Kendrick just wants to finish this match. I mean... There's no timeouts in school, is there? No, there's not. 
and Kendrick now picking Tazara up. Oh, Tazara though. Playing possum. Rolls up Kendrick. And he's free. Tazara now has picked up the microphone and he's told Kendrick he taught him a lesson. Lesson number one, which he then didn't explain. I guess that cheaters always prosper or something like that. I don't don't know, anyway. But we move on and the action does continue as Cesaro does his little dance and we're going to see Rich Swan versus a man we've watched quite recently on NXT. Only Larkin. Only who? So we're going to see what the only one can do. Only Larkin versus Rich Swan. So the last time we saw Only Larkin was on NXT losing two. Losing to the 311 boys, CN. And he's making his debut on 205. Fucking hell. Oh, and he made it with a big splash, hitting Swan with an uppercut straight out of the blocks, loading it up for a big back splash. No. <laughs> we've seen this hitting many we've seen him do this many a time in NXT. Oh, going for the third back splash there, but Swan moving out of the way, but running into an elbow from Lorkin. Lorkin off the second rope now. Oh, dives out the way of Rich Swan. Oh, jumps over the top. Leapfrog. Oh, that is nice by both men. Very athletic there. Lorcan dodging a drop kick. Oh! Turning Swan in a 450 with a big clothesline. Oh, a kick out. Uh. And only Lorcan looking to take down Rich Swan, of course, former cruiserweight champion. Only started on fire. We don't usually see this on 205. Uh, you know, he's been used to fighting guys in weight classes. Quite high, you know, above him. So, you know, going down to this way, it's going to be a step down for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think Rich, he took Rich Swan by surprise, but he took everybody by surprise. Now he's chopping Richie Boy in the corner. It does look a bit big, though, for a cruiserweight. Yeah, he's got a little bit of height on him, isn't he? I bet he's straight at, I bet he's 205 limit, you know. I bet he's 205 live. Yeah, <laughs> and now he Irish rips Rich Swan. He's got him. Oh, it's the abdominal stretch. And who came up with that move? Uh, Bob Buckland. No, the late great Wilbur Schneider. Uh, yeah. He done a cross-faced chicken wing, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Rich Ron trying to work out of it. Does indeed. Oh. But runs into a knee from Oni and turns Swan inside out again. <laughs> back in the right way, if you're still listening on from earlier. And he's got a suplex. Oh, Hangs out. him up over the top rope and Swan flips off and lands on the mat. And he's shown aggressive. But yeah. He's a little bit aggressive here, only Lorcan. I don't know what Rich Swan's done to get on his nerves. And what can Rich Swan do now? He is caught in this horrible submission by only Lorcan. We say well, horrible for Rich Swan. He delivers a few elbows and manages to get some separation, but Lorcan doesn't look too spent. Comes charging in. Oh, oh, but Swan manages to get the foot up in time and takes only off his feet. Yeah, beautiful kicks by Rich Swan. Something we've seen in the past and now. He's going to the top rope, maybe for a high-risk manoeuvre. Oh, but only Lorcan catches him and crotches him in the corner. Well, uh, only for tonight will Lorcan be here on 205 or maybe he'll become a season regular as he's going for something crazy now off the top. Not a back suplex, surely. Or Rich Swan is caught in a difficult position and now only he's going to suplex him. I don't believe it. Oh, Swan lands on his feet. <laughs> Very athletic. Brilliant. And a huge kick to the midsection. And now is Rich Swan getting some momentum. Pedigree. He's going for the uh, pedigree. Oh. No, but Lorcan there with a Alabama oh. slam in the corner. Fucking hell. hell. It's like a whiplash effect on Rich Swan's neck. Oh, my word. And only Lorcan's going to pin Rich Swan now. One, two, it's over. No. Oh, but Swan managing to kick out. Ah, I don't believe that. I, only... I don't bloody believe I don't it. Be- I don't believe it. Rich Swan's shown heart 
the determination, the passion of a former champion and a future champion as well. Can he get back in this? And only Lorcan, very impressive, Dan. He is very impressive, James. Yes, I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, he's oh. got brilliant comeback ability. I mean, you know, after Swan hitting him with a few big moves. That's about only Lorcan being impressive. Yeah, after beaten by, being beaten down by Rich Swan and taking out some of his best moves, he's still managing to fight back and keep himself in this match. Now, can Rich Swan get back into this match? Oh, delivering a big right hand, ducking Lorcan's clothesline attempt, hitting him with a big clothesline of his own, and a second. Oh! oh Swan steps over him and delivers a kick to his face as he's jumping over him. And now only Lorcan is in a horrible position as Rich Swan using the rope to get up. Trying to get some momentum back into this match. I mean, it has been all only Lorcan. Yeah, it really has been. And now Rich Swan going to take the fight to Only. Set up in the turnbuckle saying, this is what you're trying to do to me. I'm coming for you, Only. And the chop. Ric Flair-like knife-edge chop. You know, about a test-like big boot there from Only. Oh! Super kick from Swan to Lorcan, though. And a hurricane runner off the top. Is Rich Swan going to be looking for the move? Oh! Oh! Hits the Phoenix Splash one. Two, three. Done and done. Fair play to what do you think? Yeah, Lorcan looked very impressive. You know, um, I thought, he, uh, you know, credit to Rich Swan. He pulled it out of his ass at the end of it and managed to get the victory. Yeah, I think great. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bit of a surprise that a guy making his debut does lose, but it showed only Lorcan what he can do. He's getting more impressive each time we see him. So up next, Mustafa Ali was heading to the ring when Drew Gulak stopped him. Ali said he doesn't buy what Gulak is selling. Gulak said all he wants to do is give him one last chance to be on the right side of history. Ali walked past him, letting Gulak know how he feels. Trent Seven, Mark Andrews, Wolfgang, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bay all appeared on stage. They will be touring with the 205 Live crew in England on May the 6th and 7th. So that's exciting news, isn't it, you know? That is, yeah, you know, it'd be good to see the guys back home. And The, the good thing is that, like we say, the UK guys getting involved in 205 Live is great. But we had some even better news, Dan. UK stars are going to receive an even bigger spotlight. Because on Tuesday's episode of 205 Live, watch it now, it was made official that there will be a weekly show of these talents coming to the WWE Network. We've got no real details given on the debut date, but of course, like we say, we saw Wolf Pat, we saw Wolfgang, Trent Seven, Mark Andrews, Dunn and Bait out to promote the future programme, Dan. This is the latest landmark moment for WWE as they are heading in a direction that continues their global expansion. All we've seen is the weekly cable TV shows in the United States and never one taking place outside the country. That part didn't get confirmed, but it only makes sense. The British invasion should be fun to follow over the coming weeks and months, uh, whenever the show goes live. We'll see a handful of stars get the opportunity on a big stage, branching out from the popular ICW and Progress promotions to get in front of the near 2 million subscribers on the WWE Network. It will let Bate, Dunn, Andrews, Wolfgang7 and others become well-known names and potentially set up a move to the roster. Yeah, and the great thing about that as well, because you have it on the network, like I say, it could be based in the UK, it be the first ever for that. All these uh, British guys get the chance. Of course, Drew McIntyre, who can be a star in NXT, could do every single program apart from 205 Live, because he's too ripped for that. But, you know what I mean? And, and it's, I think it's great news for it. We wonder what they're going to do with the UK guys, Dan. And now we know. Are you happy about it? Glad they've got some direction and, you know, we're getting to see them. And, you know, because we thoroughly enjoyed the Great British Tournament, and we'd love to see a lot more of them. Yeah, exactly. We are British, and this is what we want to see, more British guys. We want to see a first 
British World Heavyweight Champion as well. But we move on with 205 Live. And Neville came out and said there is no one on his level. Another British guy, of course. And it feels good being right. He told everyone not to buy into the rumours about him gouging Aries' eyes out of desperation. He did it because he deserved it. He wanted to thank each and every person in the audience for never believing in him. They lit a fire in his belly and he became royalty. He thanked Aries and the entire 205 Live roster because their futile efforts to take the title off him have only bolstered his reputation. He'll take a ringside seat tonight and watch the number one contenders belt. And the number one contenders match is Austin Aries versus Mustafa Ali versus Jack Gallagher versus TJ Perkins. And let's watch this match right now. Oh, and they're all shaking hands with each other as well. Fair play to them all. And it's all guys we like, Dan. Is that fair? Yeah, you know, really big fan of Jack Gallagher, TJ Perkins, Mustafa Ali and Austin Aries. So, yes, all four we like. And we're going to see the match start and Gallagher Perkins goes one corner and Austin Aries and Ali in the other one. Oh, interesting matchups. Is it a first come, first serve victory? Yeah, fatal four way here tonight for the number one contendership. It's Perkins and Aries who are the last two men when Aries beat Perkins to get the WrestleMania match. But Gallagher's in now. Oh, oh, Perkins taking out both Aries and Gallagher. Roll to the outside as Perkins go high fly. No, Ali. Oh, gets attempted throw out by Ali, but Perkins catches himself on the ring rope. Ali goes for him and Perkins expertly dodges him. Oh, here comes a dab star now. Beautiful corkscrew splash to the outside. And he's feeling it tonight. Oh, oh Gallagher and just a kick nudging him off the side. Oh, my God. Looking to go flying. Oh, that's William III as that's Gallagher. Oh, trying to suplex him into the ring, but Gallagher down the back, but gets caught in a lovely deep arm drag takedown by Ares. Oh. And Ares out-wrestling the gentleman's wrestler Gallagher. And Ares sending him packing, like we're saying, now he's going to take a little bit of a rest on the top rope. A la Steve Austin. Perkins back in there now, has got hold of Ares. Oh. Bulldog and Ares, clothesline to Gallagher, and Perkins again taking out two men with one move. <laughs> That's how good TJ Perkins is. Like we say, first ever cruiserweight champion or the new cruiserweight championship as it was remember when i called that yeah a bit like the new doctor who really do you know what i mean it was a thing in the past but now they've moved on and now perkins is 619 kick oh he's finally recovered coming in to try and take out perkins but getting caught with a spinning kick to the midsection oh head scissors takedown by ali nips himself up oh. catches perkins foot and delivers a lovely spinning heel kick to the chops that could be perkins and that could be it for it oh oh no. no perkins managing to kick out Ah, Mustafa Ali's been really impressive as late as well. Took Neville to the limits in the past few 205 lives. Speaking of man who took Neville to the limit, Jack Gallagher now. With his patented headstand, Ali tries charging, but Neville just, uh, but Gallagher just lowers the foot or raises the foot. But oh. Austin Aries pushing Gallagher back down to his feet, but gets a forearm to the face for his troubles. And now he turns it around to Mustafa Ali, but Ali's showing great quickness there, lands on his feet. Oh, Perkins taking out Ali with a seated dropkick. Oh, no. TJP clutch for Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher's going to tap, is he? Who's oh, your favourite no, in this one? Fight um, Perkins. i got to say, Jack, I want him back in the title picture. Don't tap out. And Aries coming in. Oh, my God. Oh, last chance for Ian Perkins. <laughs> Look at Perkins' face. Well, Ali low. Dropkick to... Austin Aries' head, get some separation for the two. I think it was a double with both <laughs> feet. He managed to hit Aries yeah. and Perkins at the same time. 
And that eye, the eye injury. The eye. <laughs> the one that never injured last. Don't, don't forget about the other it. The night on Mania. Yeah, and Jack running into Ali. <coughs> Beautiful springboard cross body there by Ali. Can't get Jack down. Uh. And now Perkins trying to come back in there as well. Oh, deposits Ali to the outside. <laughs> Misses an elbow, but hits a second time. Oh, he's going to try to hit the detonation kick on Gallagher. Oh, but Gallagher reversing it. Was that a jagged sleeper, but Aerie stopping it. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to see a three-way move. No. Four-way oh. move. A neck breaker and a couple of dragon DDTs there. Ali going for the pin on Aries, but Aries kicking out. Uh, going for the pin on Jack, uh, but Gallagher kicks uh, out. Going for the pin on Perkins, but Perkins kicks out. Uh, two. <sighs> well, six counts there for Ali. But lovely move there. They're showing great chemistry between all four men. Very innovative, James. As Ali's looking to hit the reverse 450 splash and get <laughs> become number one contender. The inverted 450. Yeah, he's going for the reverse 450. Inverted 450. <laughs> Setting up. I'm not going to argue with that. Burke is going to the top. Oh. Aries cutting him off. And now Aries going to try to hit a superplex on Mustafa Ali. Oh. Oh, but land on yeah, Perkins. Perkins is just there. No. Oh, no, but Perkins grabbing hold of Aries' feet, pulls him down. <laughs> Doomsday device. Oh, this could be over now. No, no Aries pushing his way out, throwing Perkins into Ali, crutching him on the top. Two birds, one stone. Oh, now he's looking at Jack. He's got their mad look in their eyes, and they're going to... What the hell are they going to do? They're standing on Perkins' <laughs> back, and they're going to both superplex Ali. Well, this is great. I like this. Aries and Jack. Kicking out. Ali goes flying. Oh, now double pin. But referees counting them both. Oh, but both men managing to kick out at uh-huh. two. Two. I had to put two in there because there was two. There was two. Two, two twos. Two. <laughs> and Aries now. Oh, my God. He means business on Gentleman Jack. Brutal elbow drop there. And he wants the fans to get behind him. But don't forget, they love Jack as well. As Gentleman Jack fights out of him. Aries catches him. Rolls up Gallagher. Just about. Oh, but Gallagher managing to kick out. Oh, the strong leg muscles that he's got is Aries. Oh, wow. It looked like he was going to bounce off the ropes, but goes diving through, takes out Ali and Perkins. And I think he may have hurt himself as well. Just do this every week or two. If I just have multi-man matches, it works, doesn't it? Oh, my God. And William the Third is coming into play, finally. Finally. Jack Gallagher. Oh, we don't usually open up umbrellas indoors. It's bad luck, but I don't think it is for Gentleman Jack here tonight. Here we go. Oh. Jumping off the top and taking out all three guys. Never looking on and thinking, well, I've beaten everybody in this match, so I'm not worried, but he's got to be. Jack looking impressive there. Jack- Indeed, everyone putting it on the line. Anyway, Jack throws Perkins in. He's looking to finish him off for loads. Drop kick. Oh, Perkins ducks out the way. Gallagher hits the top turnbuckle. The spinning heel kick sends Jack on the outside. Mustafa Ali back in now. Delivers a big back elbow. Jumps up onto the top. Oh. Fucking hell. A lovely corkscrew DDT. And now this is going to put him away, surely. Don't call me Shirley. But, oh, he only gets a two. Aries in to break up the count. Aries <laughs> there like a rugby tackle, wasn't it? On uh, Ali stopping the count. Any means necessary. For Aries going for the elbow. But Ali had it scouted. Going to kick. But Aries managed to block that. Now he's trying to suplex him back inside. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Gallagher <laughs> comes running in with a massive drop kick. Knocks Ali off the side. Rolls up Aries. Come One, on, Jack. Two. Yes. Oh. Aries managing to kick out. Uh. 
Oh, and gentleman Jack going for the headbutt. Aries falls down. Come on, Jack. Oh, Gallagher falls down, but luckily enough on top of Aries. Oh. But Aries there rolling out the way in the nick of time. No, this is a great face-to-face. Yay and A punches now. TJ and Jack. Oh, going for the fourth, but Perkins managing to dodge it. Fuck. A lovely punch and kick combo there. Detonation kick hits it on Gallagher. Oh! But Gallagher responds with a headbutt and throws himself out of the ring. Oh, and gentleman Jack falling out. And Aries capitalised with a roaring elbow. One, two, two three. three. And your new number one contender... A double. <laughs> your new number contender, your old number contender, Austin Aries. <laughs> but are you surprised Aries won? No, you know, he took the perfect opportunity. He, he deserves it just as much as the other three guys in this match. So, yeah. Do you think Neville's going to be more at risk of losing his title in the rematch to Aries? I think he could be, yes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but I think that was a really great main event, Dan. I don't know what you think. That was a bloody good main event. Yeah, you know, it was. they was given enough time. Just because Aries come back, he got his title shot straight away, whereas this time he's earned it, so he's proved that he's worthy of the title picture. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So it'll be interesting seeing the uh, the future for these two men, Aries and Neville. But what have you thought of 205? Again, you know, as I do every week, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it doesn't get the justice it got on Raw, uh, on uh, WrestleMania. You know, it was it was better than WrestleMania. If they'd have had this match... For a number one contender's shot, instead of Aries just going straight for the title, this would have got over a lot more. A bit of network news. More than 100 hours of content has been added. Tuesday Night Titans, Mid-South NXT that we've talked about as well. So, before we go, this is the important bit now. It's been about us a little bit and about the wrestling, of course. But it's time for the thank yous and the shout outs and everything like this. So, first off, thank you for being with us over WrestleMania weekend. I know we promoted the shit out of it as well. We were glad to do it. We enjoyed it, didn't we, Dan? We most certainly did, Jess. You know, <laughs> even the late nights were worth it. Yes, the late nights and all the editing that I had to do. Uh, but it was all worthwhile because of the reaction that we got. And thank you for listening to every single episode. You know, the Hall of Fame special that was came out on the Thursday. The episode 95 that came out, the, the Network Roundup. The course WrestleMania that came out on Tuesday. This kind of podcast extra is coming out on Sunday as it was. I can announce now exclusively we are releasing the NXT TakeOver Orlando podcast on YouTube first. Yes, YouTube is actually getting an exclusive. So anybody wants to listen to it soon, go there. Because it is a night to remember as well, NXT TakeOver, wasn't it, Dan? It was indeed, yes. Okay, so Tom Myers uh, got hold of us, Dan. So the Tom and Steve show got hold of us. Basically, it's an impressive podcast and a huge collection of work well done because they know we're reaching our 100th episode. They also asked us if we'd be available to appear on their show. They want to interview us and see how we started the podcast, uh, basically what we do, our equipment we use and everything like this. I've said to them, of course, in the summer, we are completely booked, basically. But hopefully in the autumn, we get time to do that. It'll be a great thing to do for them. Um, I was speaking to them on Twitter. Twitter has basically exploded since WrestleMania as well. Uh, I was speaking to someone called Take at Taker's Hat the other day. Uh, Give them a shout out because we were talking about the uh, the Bray Wyatt treatment. Really, do want to upset you, Dan? I did mention you, you know, but uh, you know, with Randy Orton and stuff like that, I like to give it give him a, a shout out. Right, guy from Finland as well, Johanny Larjanko. Really difficult to pronounce, but uh, he's he'd been enjoying the podcast, saying he's been listening to every day. He says Saturday is his day to listen to the WL podcast. Really appreciate it as well. Uh, Phil Lee 
uh, he'd be contacting us as well. Doing a show, really enjoyed WrestleMania. Uh, fair play to him as well. Dan O'Mac as well. He's been one of our biggest supporters on SoundCloud. Should give him a, a shout out. Uh, right, bone to pick Dan. I was going through Twitter the other day, and I noticed that he's changed his profile name to the WWE Podcast. Okay, so if I'm going to zoom into the question, now look at that, look at that logo there. What does that look like to you? Dan? That does look like the WNR Podcast. <laughs> yes, I mean. It is our old, uh, it is our old logo. Don't get me wrong. We've changed it now. You know, WNL podcast. Uh, but I, I think it's a little bit of a cheat, especially not to talk to us beforehand. I've contacted the guy. I've not heard anything back yet. Uh, but at the moment, don't get confused because we are often imitated and we're never duplicated. We are the WNR podcast. Make sure if you don't hear my voice or you don't hear Dan's voice as well, we are the ever presence on the WNR podcast. So if someone tries to tell you something, it's not. We are the number one WWE network based podcast in the world now. And it's thanks to everybody that listens. We're on our way to the WNR 100. We've had a great WrestleMania weekend. Like I say, I'd like to thank everybody. We've been across all the platforms as well. We were on Google Plus the other day. We released a couple of polls as well asking everybody well basically two questions first of what was the match of the night at wrestlemania dan any ideas what the uh, the fans voted as the match of the night the four-way ladder match <laughs> do you know believe it or not it was indeed the four-way ladder match did win with 49 percent so nearly half the votes so nearly half the votes eight yeah, percent went to triple h rollins uh, 13% went to Untaker Reigns, 18% went to Styles versus Shane, 30% Lesnar and Goldberg, and then, like I say, 49% for that. And the other question we asked was, indeed, what was the better event? Was it WrestleMania 33, or was it NXT TakeOver, Dan? And what do you think people said? NXT TakeOver. By 83%, people voted for WrestleMania 33 uh-huh. over NXT TakeOver. Now, I don't know if it's a fact of people not watching NXT, I think it might be, you know, in some cases, some people don't follow NXT. They don't know the roots yeah. of where it all... The thing is, if you listen to us as well and you've never watched NXT or you only listen to our pay-per-view events or anything like that, that's fine. But if you do want to get into NXT, we obviously do the NXT updates every month. We do the TakeOver events. And something special is happening with the TakeOver events as well in the future. So, you know, if you want to go back and listen to them, we're, we've got all the playlists there on SoundCloud and everything like this and, and iTunes as well, the whole library, so you can listen to there. To contact us, like you have been doing, we're on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McMahon WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, you can come and find our page, give us a like. We have the WWE Network Review, or you can come and add me as a friend. And I am Vince McMahon. We are also across all the Google platforms, Google Plus, the WNet Net Review, like we say, doing polls there. Send us an email at wnrpodcast at gmail.com. And YouTube, don't forget, NXT's going up there first, so make sure you check that out. We are the WWE Network Review. So everybody, just stay tuned for the WNR 100. It's going to be massive. You will see promotion everywhere across every single social media that we have with the episode as well. So stay tuned for that. Just thank you, everybody, as well. I have been James Rollins. And along with me from the Ultimate Thrill Ride was... Listen, everybody, and we'll see you for NXT TakeOver. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 